0: Welcome to another episode of the CBGS podcast brought to you by Aspen Wait Here in the studio, here in Drudio's with Mr. Wait Drudio's Drudio's <laughs> <laughs> Drudio. And we have a very interesting and juicy episode for you this oh. week Because we're talking about something quite controversial oui. Are yeah, we're gonna we're going to be talking Brexit. about Brexit Oh, yeah, we could we could touch on Brexit as well Could actually. We? Yeah, yeah but um, we're going to be talking about conflict this week, so and we are talking about Brexit then. Um. Well. Would I, would I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a very yeah, very good. It could be used as a very good example um, for what's going on. I mean, conflict in in business. Um, it can be something that can be uh tried to be avoided as seen as a negative thing but we're going to look at whether it can actually be positive it can um it can show you lessons like learnings and things like that and there's it's obviously a wide wide ride uh, wide a ride ride. it's quite a ride you probably want to go for a ride if you're in conflict yeah it's a it's a wide subject so there'd be like conflict in the workplace but then also conflict in business and you know these things can get pretty crazy and hairy. I can imagine on, on, top, on top level. So yeah, your, your experience, Paul, twenty-five years in the in the in, in the business. I was going to say in the music business, then, <laughs> just because I got my. Uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of work for charity. Yeah, and um, <laughs> so so what you what you think on those <laughs> on that? <laughs> Paul's looking at my um, what are they called. I don't pegs, know, it's very odd. Pegs, pegs. Oh, that's what I hang my socks on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the conditions we have to work in. Oh, I know. I know. We don't want a conflict arising out of this. You no, asked me a proper question, yeah. <laughs> no. So we're going to start. Um, we're going to start with with business conflict in business. Okay. I know. I know that you've um, acted as a mediator, um, expert witness, an, an expert witness in those kind of situations. So um, it like I kind of wanted to know like the main. If you see things cropping up um, time and time again, saying like a board of directors time, where you've got to time. act as a mediator okay. <laughs> in those situations, <laughs> like what what kind of what what usually are the factors underlying conflicts in business? Um, you know, at, at kind of board level, a board level, yeah, or like you know, um, as you're acting as a mediator between, uh, is that? Well, I mean, I'll you know conflict conflict um is such a huge subject
1: so mm. you know if you look at uh so if you were to say to me quite interesting this was to think of my 25 years and seven months now is it 25 years and seven months of being in business and I had to write down all the conflicts that I, that I was involved in um take me quite a long time to think yeah. about it i unfortunately um I think it's true of most business owners. That, so, so I think most business owners that have lasted more than five years probably have some degree of employee dispute. Mm, mm. You know, neo-tribunal stuff or related, you know. Um, so I've had probably almost every sort of type of employee, you know, from sort of minor to more serious uh, grievance, mm. including some with... Um, neo partners and real partners. Um, I suppose um, ultimately, you know, if you think, so if I think about some of the conflicts I've been involved in, particularly probably the most serious dispute involving um, a senior person that worked with me, let's call them, leave it at that. Uh, mm-hmm. I find it very difficult to mention their names, you see, because it's quite psychologically scarring. But uh, although there was no doubt that we were in the right and we took Extensive legal advice, for instance, which is very important, I think. When you recognise, so I think recognition of conflict is is a huge thing. You know, be aware, be aware that you're heading into conflict or you're in conflict, and uh, behave accordingly.
2: You mm-hmm. know.
1: So uh, taking legal uh, like legal oh yeah, think, advice think, is think, a I key. I take, yeah, I think yeah, and also how you behave.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I, I, I'm always uh, a great one for trying to ensure that. Uh, I look, I look like I'm the white, the white knight, you know. Mm. Uh, so, you know, if the, other, if the other side of the conflict, are behaving badly, don't, don't retaliate.
2: Mm.
1: You know, maintain a very professional line. So, I think um, the probably most serious and stressful dispute I've been in my, in my lifetime. Um, although, as I say, we were right. I think that um, how we treated the person wasn't mm-hmm. the Aspen White way. And, and at that time, I was working for the Lovell group, as you know, and wasn't sort of driving the business every day and, and, and a delegated responsibility to people who weren't me. So I, I would not have treated the person the way they were treated, regardless of whether a lawyer said that was all right or not. Mm. So I think that's, that was the lesson I came out of it, that it was very frustrating because I was left holding the baby, the hot potato, mm-hmm. and that went on for many years, actually.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, but it wasn't a conflict that I I caused myself. Mm. So so from a CEO level, it's like kind of keeping on top of knowing what's happening within your organisation and and making sure that you're there uh, to kind of uh, not leave the responsibility to other people that won't do the same thing as you. Maybe. Well, no, I, think, I think let's turn it around. So
1: I think. Um, one of the reasons- another reason why the dispute happened was again, despite having uh, asked a lawyer to draft an agreement which turned out to be rubbish and actually that uh, helped to cause the the situation mm. the The position between the two parties shall we say was unclear and as it turned out wasn't as I thought it was mm. so the basis on which I worked with the person and how the law saw our relationship turned out to be different mm. so again uh, so what what do I learn from that to pass on to listeners? Um, make sure that everything is right from the start mm. so it's much better obviously that comes back to planning again mm. that people not taking and people rush into things, mm. perhaps recruiting people and then worrying about it afterwards, and actually you should do it the other way sort of thing.
2: Get it right first time. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Get it right first time and overdo it rather than underdo it because it's a it's a huge huge area. I think the other thing which underlines all disputes, and for instance, I am as you as you said, I am acting as a mediator um, for a professional company um, at the moment where the parties have fallen out. You know where the and I think if you look at. why that is and indeed um, pretty much all conflicts uh, it comes down to a breakdown in communication right Uh, and that's why uh, I always say to people how important you know you said earlier about you know you put two people together things can happen as long as Mm -hmm. they start talking to each other Mm -hmm. Uh, equally if even so this could be even a marriage or Mm -hmm. you know your best mate or you know or or your brother or something Mm -hmm. If um, if you don't keep on top of what is a great relationship and time goes by, then
0: then there is an opportunity for, for, for bad things to happen. Yeah. Your mind, your mind can tick around and you can start thinking things, uh, you know, and unless you actually speak to that person and, and sort it out, it's like you can think all kinds of crazy stuff. And <laughs> well, I had one this week, Drew. Um, I can't say who it is because it's a very, very senior person and that's my
1: mate. Uh, a potential conflict situation arose this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I say inside Aspen Wade, uh, we ha- I had a bit of an email war with with, with this person. <laughs> war was probably um, not really the right. It was it was it was basically me trying to get someone to behave in what I thought was the right way, and they were refusing to. Mm-hmm. And got to a point where they there said they wanted to see me, and I refuse to see them and, and, and as I told this person which is the, the, the conclusion of this um, if I had if the person had made me see them we would ne- we would not be talking
0: after it because mm-hmm. I would have so, so it's face no- to face I would have really let
2: loose mm-hmm. and
1: said what mm-hmm. I
0: thought of this person so it's knowing it's communication is important but it's knowing where those boundaries are as well so it doesn't so you don't kind of something it doesn't get worse well yeah so you know what
1: happened is is in effect um, you know, if we take this this example, so it's good. You know, I, I think stories are always good. So this is a real conflict which I, I didn't expect to arise.
2: Mm.
1: You know, a situation had arisen. I asked this person to share responsibility for it with me, and he refused.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: so a consequence of that was I felt that this person wasn't doing things the right way. We then had further discussions about. Various other things which required things being done the right way, and there was a very sort of self-centric uh, dialogue coming back the other way, which rather disillusioned me, mm. and, and potentially put me into a point where I, I would have been prepared to to say, you know, this is so serious that I'm not prepared to carry on with this, you know, mm. and probably the relationship would have been damaged to some to some extent for all time. Fortunately, and so this is this is the advice bit although the potential for conflict increased uh, what I think what then happened is the other person then did the right thing at last and then actually sent me a thing saying I'm sorry I was wrong
2: Mm.
1: I was wrong I humbly apologize I forgot who I was Mm. I then sent one back which is which is what is required here and I said uh, that means a lot to me. Hmm. That, that's 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 fine. Hmm. So, so, so so the, so the resolving of the conflict is the communication. And then, again. and then I phoned him last night hmm. uh, in, in his house just to say it, it, it's okay, but you 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 forgot who you were. And um, hmm. but I think the thing is, and this is again this is the point. I think what what is tempting. Uh, and easy is and again it doesn't matter whether it's your wife your friend your brother a business partner or a colleague um, usually you know so, so in those cases you've probably got a lot of history um, and there's a, a an obvious and an understandable natural tendency to to focus on the here and now mm-hmm. the same as you and me
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know say you, say you did something to me and I mm-hmm. think you bastard you know mm-hmm. so I, I react to what you're doing mm-hmm. Um and Perhaps forget that we talked about the Kill girls when you were twelve and all the good things. Yes, you know. yeah. One thing I, one thing that um, I'm very good at is one of my sayings is if you're, if you're my friend at five o'clock, you're my friend at nine in the morning. Mm. So basically, if some, if you were to do something to me, which you have, for instance, like tweaking my nipples seven hundred times, <laughs> despite frequently being told not to. Oh god! Um, <laughs> yeah. That, 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 so how I deal with that is you were you were.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: At that time, um, but no more than I've been to people. Mm. You know, mm. uh, you know, not quite the same way, but I've, I've been equally asked like, mm. like uh, flicking peas at my mother. I remember mm. after drinking huge amounts of poutine from Ireland, <laughs> stands out and being sick all over the train afterwards. Oh like dear. That.
0: You
1: know. So I think the thing is to say, well, no, actually, you know, I do love Drew, and um, he's a great <laughs> chap,
0: and he's just being a big inspiration. Like, yeah. You know so me? don't get to- totally overwhelmed by the current situation or totally yeah, emotional, the and, and and cut all ties over something that you know. Look at the bigger picture. Yeah, I, I think I think you know, it's, it's not. It's probably something I
1: I would be quite well qualified to discuss. I've never really thought about it as such, but uh, if I was advising people listening, I would say what. Well, you want to be doing is thinking about what you want the outcome to be. Yes. What, what is what is your preferred outcome here? Yes. Do you actually want to fall out with that person? Would you mm-hmm. rather reconcile? So, them so or keeping
0: what? your eye on the outcome rather than just becoming too emotionally attached or something to the current situation.
1: Yeah. What? Well, yeah. What is? Yeah. What is? What is? You know. What is your? You know. What is? What is? What do you really want out of this? You know. What? What, what do you want? And. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I think um, the other thing, of course, is uh, some people might say I was too pragmatic, but I think pragmatism is a great word, right? especially as a leader. So I don't think Aspen Waite would thank me for dragging or allowing Aspen Waite to get into conflict Mm. um, over emotional or moral issues unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, you know, so a good example of pragmatism would be... um, You know, uh, and and lawyers that I respect will probably say this to me: that you know, contractually, you might be right, but you know, we're we're talking about a few thousand pounds here. Um, It's causing you a lot of stress.
2: Mm.
1: You know, if you were to pursue, you know, your point of view through to the nth degree, and the other person is still contesting, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be involved in another few months or weeks. Of this, mm. where you're thinking about it. Mm. It's, it, it's detracting. Do you really need this? I probably say to you, pay the three grand or whatever it was, you know. Mm. Okay. So mm. it's, it's just it's just really. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a lot of things. You know, there is there's no substitute for common sense. Mm. Common sense taking what you'd call a commercial view. I mean, that's often why people settle. For instance, you know, you hear uh, a lot of, you know a lot of, a, a lot of cases. Most cases, um, so I I, I am quite well-placed to talk about this and and as you know, uh, finally made my High Court debut last year as an expert witness. So uh, there are, you know, I don't know how many conflicts there are, but a huge number of conflicts going on at any point in time. Mm -hmm. Potential legal action. Uh, The way that the English legal system works, and I guess, you know, probably most other legal systems in the world, uh, the law does not encourage people to go to court. Mm Mm-hmm. In fact, a judge, for instance, will take quite a dim view of people who he would consider have gone to court unnecessarily. I.e., it could have been resolved. Yeah, that's why it's things like, like that arbitra- that's why things no. arbitration, mediation
0: mm. uh, so are so important in the system
1: important because yeah. they they mm. are they should be the logical last place. Mm. Uh, so, for instance, you know the the thing I was telling you about earlier, I think about for several years. I ended up in uh, in a mediation, which one of the worst days of my life. To be honest, mm. it's a horrendous experience. If anyone has been involved in a arbitration or mediation process, you you, you basically become it, it. Well, this particular case, uh, if I remember rightly, I think it started at nine o'clock or nine thirty, uh, and it was still going at eight o'clock at night. Mm.
2: Uh, mm.
1: The other party, funnily enough, then snapped under the pressure and walked out, which was Unheard of in history, apparently, people would say. So, wow. so the, the mediation was unsuccessful because the other person psychologically snapped. But I can tell you uh, that by six o'clock that day, I would have agreed to anything. Yeah. I was so. Uh, yeah. And it was it, it was really interesting to watch. Uh, my lawyer was a real Rottweiler. So effectively, you know, the other side came in at 10 o'clock and said, We want 10 million pounds.
2: Know?
1: And my lawyer said, Two and six. hmm. <laughs> literally and then mm-hmm. they come back you know, and say £9 million and you'd say 2 and 7 <laughs> it was like that you know mm-hmm. and that's and by the time by the time we got to 7 o'clock at night I think they were still asking for you know £3 million and we were saying three shillings <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's the progress and, it, and you one of the things that um, lawyers always tell you is that the whole point of successful mediation is both sides think they've lost Okay. Nobody wins. Mm. You you, you seem surprised by that.
0: I'm just trying to get my head around it. It's an ordeal. Mm. Mm.
1: So the whole point is is that you end up agreeing to something and both sides come away not being entirely happy because Mm. you've compromised, haven't you? Mm. Mm. And it's it's mentally mentally awful. Uh, One thing that's very relevant, and uh, particularly in this case, uh, and a couple of other ones I've been involved in, is one of the problems with the particular situation as evidenced by this person uh, walking out of the meeting eventually, was, um, I remember the mediator was a very fine fellow and actually, as much as you allowed to, he, he was on my side. Mm. You know, he said, uh, for instance, if this goes to court, you are
2: mm.
1: believable, trustworthy, honest, you know, you talk well. Uh, the other party, however, he said, and this is the point, he said... Uh, at no point was the other person engaged in the process, as he put it. Mm, mm. They weren't engaged in the process. And the other thing, which is a huge problem, which might sound you know a bit daft, is so one thing uh, I would definitely recommend, and I, and, and I know it, it might seem painful to people, is if you need help, get the best help you can. Yeah. Don't get a cheap lawyer. You need the best lawyer mm-hmm. so for instance in this particular case I ended up with one of the top litigation barristers mm-hmm. in the whole country who happened to have a name ending in weight mm-hmm. as well which was oh, wow. he was a lovely chap brilliant I remember the first time I had a consultation with him which was something like eight years after the dispute had originally arisen mm-hmm. um, and of course you lose the will to live and you'd want, you know, get all paranoid and you mm-hmm. don't know what to think and so to hear him say in the first five minutes you know this is you are right
2: <laughs>
1: you know he actually said to me in a way i'd love this to go to court because i'd have such a great time you know bashing the other side changed my life actually because um i don't mind admitting this because you know because one of the things i'm on at the moment is as i as i said in the hospital the other day it's one thing about me being a lumphead, and there's another thing to um, allow other people to be lump heads. so mm-hmm. uh the fact was that because it was so stressful when I received legal correspondence up until that point I, I was unable to read it I wasn't mentally strong enough to read it so mm. I used to run away from it
2: mm.
1: do you know what I mean mm. I, okay. I couldn't face reading it mm. I'd get amazingly stressed mm. every time a letter came in even looking in my inbox and I'd visibly get you know
2: yeah
1: and uh, it's amazing I went from being this scared frightened man <laughs> to suddenly being in control mm. So I suddenly read every line, every word, and mm. I became strong. And mm. I think ultimately that's what allowed us to come up with, uh, mm. with the resolution we did. Because um, I, tr- I also, what I did, which is very important, Drew, you know, you'll believe in this, is I, I actually trusted in what I believe in. Mm. Incredibly hard thing to do. I said, look, you've got all these things you believe in. You've mm. got to let go and believe
2: even though you true. can't
1: see how the end's going to come it will come and and what was amazing and this is this is true what was absolutely amazing is uh i we made an offer to resolve this dispute which which i think was quite pragmatic um and by this stage the other party was actually in a scenario where potentially uh they'd gone from being in a situation where you know they could only get gold bars, so potentially they were giving me gold bars that's mm-hmm. that's how much it changed over mm-hmm. uh, over the period of years and um i think because because we were so resolute um and so skilled um right at the last minute so I, I, we made we, we i remember we wrote this this proposal and i think we said we've got fourteen days to consider this and on about four p m on the fourteenth day uh the lawyers turned around and said, "Yes, we accept." Mm. Uh,
0: and I I, I, I still can't believe it now. Mm. To be to see. So if you say changing the attitude from from like from being like really worried and not being able to face it to to facing it for long is, is what is what turned the tides and kind of um, so basically uh, from an advice perspective, um, don't let it overwhelm you. Get the right get the right advice and face the conflict. Face the face it um, and believe in yourself. Yeah, well, no. So I, I think um, uh, probably the fact that
1: I went from being scared to strong, yeah, helped, but it yes. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a defining factor. Defining factor was hiring the great barrister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had a shit barrister and mm-hmm. we had a great barrister. I still
0: think that's a very important point, though, because of just what that will what that will bring to the way the situation. At least the situation is for you you know if you're if you're feeling strong about it, then you're going to be in a lot more well um, yeah I think I think that the, the the lessons I would you
1: know I would take from this to pass on to people is firstly don't skimp on advice mm-hmm. and most importantly take the advice mm. so one of the things I think is one of my great maxims uh what's the point in paying someone to advise you and then not listening to mm, them mm. It, it's not rocket science I, I personally get really annoyed if my clients. Um, don't take my advice, or they go and talk to three people. I,
0: yeah. So, yeah, so that's in, that that comes on to another point as well about uh, client client conflicts and um, how because you know you get in a lot of industry like oh the customer's always right, you know and and well, which is true I think it yeah so I was going to ask you about that because if you're giving professional advice to a client, um, I'll, I'll, you can't really live by that sentiment of the customer's always right because you, they they need to kind of Listen, well, no, I said, uh, the way I put that, so this I say this to clients all the time,
1: and it's an unusual thing for a service provider to say, but I don't think it should be. I think it should be something that everyone, so it doesn't matter whether you're supplying kippers in a restaurant yeah. or selling ice creams on the beach. Uh, the way I look at it is the customer has, a, well, should I say 10,000 other firms of accountants that could be servicing them. So, I'm the person in the, in the position of privilege, not them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, that might change sometimes. You know, say, you know, we talked about the firm that we saved in Wales um, where we were working at risk. So, on that one, you could almost say, well, actually, they, they were the privileged people because mm. they would have failed. Mm. We were prepared to work on a risk basis to save them. Mm. Perhaps what I said is, is overturned in that particular case. But as a generalisation... Uh, the client doesn't have to be using you, they could use somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So my point, and funnily enough, um, I've got a situation at the moment, which is very frustrating. i am talking about conflict. I've got a, a client that that I greatly respect that we act for, very rapidly growing company. And um, what's very frustrating about this is I, I don't get involved in this client on a day-to-day Um, a couple of members of staff brought a situation to my attention asked me to have a look at something uh, and they had quite reasonably uh, started to take quite a hard line with this client because they owed us quite a lot of money and then were asking us to do other things and basically the staff were saying no we're not going to do it Mm. Um, I looked at uh, some correspondence email correspondence with the client I then sent the client an email saying there's no reason why we can't do what you want us to do, but you just need to help me out a bit. Mm. Um, if you pay me £5,000 uh, and then you set up standing order, then I would be happy to do this, bearing in mind that the work you're doing will also then leave, you're owing us even more money. Mm. Uh, it's a hugely positive and whatever. And then I spoke to the, the person yesterday and their attitude was unbelievable.
2: Mm.
1: And, and, and in fact... Um, a couple of stuff heard me. I remember. I think Adrian went up to Ben and said, "God, Paul's amazing on the phone." Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said is, "Look, I've, 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 I've got involved in this in good faith to give you what you want." Right? I said, "If every time I talk to you, you want to you have a dialogue about why Christopher Columbus sailed down the sea in a certain direction in 1492, I don't want to. I don't want to be involved." <laughs> That's what I said, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, "I'm not interested in the past." I've I'm personally, as a chief executive, offering to do what you want. Mm. Why? Why don't you just mm. say yes? Yeah. And, and and then anyway, so I'm saying this because it's a very good, very good point for, to illustrate what I'm going to say to you. I have decided, as a result of that, that I'm prepared to lose the client.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was so mm. disillusioned. I actually said to the person, "You're starting mm-hmm. to stress me. I don't need this." I've trying to help you you owe me money mm. I'm trying to say yes to you right you can sit there if you want and moan about various other things. I don't really think you're in a position to do that because you owe a mm. load of money mm. you know you're not very well advised you know, you know you've been you've basically relied on things that other people in the organization have told you mm. which which are not in my opinion correct mm. so it might yeah, go back so the customer so in his case in, so what I'm saying to you he was wrong. Mm-hmm. with no doubt whatsoever mm-hmm. I was right morally and professionally I was right he was wrong mm. uh, he is the customer so I now have a decision to make and my decision is that I'm not prepared to compromise my integrity mm-hmm. over this client and therefore I have decided if I have to I will, I will withdraw
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that is that a good enough answer to your question? yeah, yeah. Mm. No, that's great yeah that's it and um, the client has, you know, often say, "We, we live in a democracy, Drew. Mm, mm. People can choose." So, if people think uh, if people think we're too expensive or not, whatever, that's that's their opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't have to agree with it. And obviously, as you know, you know, one of the things I'm often saying to people is, "Don't be ashamed of what you are." Mm. Someone someone selling a Rolls Royce, say a Rolls Royce costs two hundred thousand pounds. You wouldn't sell a Rolls-Royce for £23,000 because someone said they could buy a Skoda for that, Mm, mm. would you? Mm. You'd say, no, I'm sending you a Rolls-Royce that costs £200,000. There's no difference with us. So, you know, just I think one of my advice is understand the market, understand people, understand that people can make free choices. So, for instance, I didn't... Uh, I had a I had a conversation yesterday with a potential new client... Nice lady... Who was... Uh, my, her her mindset was very much that she wasn't doing r and D. I I knew that... Because I'd already been told that she was like that... Um, and I said to her quite early on... I said I have no desire...
0: To become a pie salesman... <laughs> is what I said... So what do you think I meant by that? To become a pie salesman? To, to try and sell you something? Yeah. yeah... Yeah... So I said if you are so prejudiced against this I have no
1: desire mm. to spend my time arguing with you about to, yeah, it I'm trying to convince you I don't need to do this yeah. you know I said we've got 800 clients yeah. that we're doing lots of things for if you don't happen to believe what I'm saying well fine Yeah, you know mm. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to sell you a pile you don't want yeah. that's what i said. do you see what I mean you know, you know what i like? I was yeah. to head to my, head hence my Christopher Columbus thing I, I, just, <laughs> yeah. I just come up with these little things <laughs> I just think you know, they're, they, they're, they're good little and what was interesting though is we went from actually so so this this, this lady phoned up because you've been told to, to talk to me basically by, a, by a, an acquaintance we, we we got quite quickly into a potential almost an argument situation because she spent five minutes telling me why she wasn't doing r and <laughs> I then turned around and said look you know I don't really give a monkeys to her, so you don't think you're doing R&D that's fine I don't happen to agree with you but I'm not I'm not a pie salesman so I'm not going to sell you a pie I mm, said mm.
2: Um,
1: and, and what was interesting is uh, the conversation turned very noticeably into a cordial one mm. and by the time we finished mm. she said when are we having coffee then?
2: Mm.
0: yeah so it's yeah. A, it's almost like um, tr- trusting in, in what you uh, know trusting in your knowledge and then um, wanting the best outcome for for you, you and for the client is a is a good place to stand. Yeah, I think yeah. Just, just to, to some sum, summarize
1: on that. Um, so when, so you know, I was just thinking, while Drew was was saying that. So uh, effectively, what I demonstrated in that conversation was a uh, I'm not prepared to compromise my integrity or start mm-hmm. fighting over something and becoming something lesser than I am. Mm-hmm. I consider that I am a Rolls Royce, so people don't. See that? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But so the main point is understand that you can't always win straight away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Most people, so most, nearly all the conversations I have, it's a case of, yeah, of course, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, no conflict is gratitude. Actually, almost like your Father Christmas. <laughs> you know, in this particular case, you've got an intelligent person who is not a believer. What I managed to do is I I, I changed her from a non-believer into an agnostic. (laughs) Do you see what I mean? She still didn't believe but she was... And it's the way you went about it. You weren't trying to sell something. She was prepared to consider the fact that she might want to believe. So she'd gone from not believing to to, to being an agnostic. And I think that's important. Mm. So what's now happened is when we have that cup of coffee... She's basically said, okay, I'm gonna consider yeah. the fact that I might want to believe. Mm. You see what I mean? Mm. Don't make
0: people that de- don't don't make people defensive. Understand a long game.
1: Yeah. Don't always think you've got to win today. Mm. You mm. know? Mm. So and that's why also I talk integrity. about you know, you know one of my sayings about low hanging fruit and and and, and plants and, 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 and crops growing in different fields some very long away. Mm. So sometimes it's a case of saying, uh, and this is where success helps, because um, because we've got so much work, I don't need to convert her. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it takes me a year or five years, I'm quite relaxed about that. Mm. So I think that's you know that's the thing.
2: Mm. So,
0: don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but the seeds <laughs> you sand. Don't, <laughs> don't ever become a vicar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I think we've covered a lot in that episode, Paul. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel we like could like, go on for days about this, I feel this like we've
1: hardly done it justice, to yeah, me, obviously, because yeah. there's
0: so many points. But, but it's, getting, it's getting on for... It's the point where, 30, where you've already, already, already stopped listening to yeah. us. <laughs> so on this on this, um, on this this uh, episode, we're consistent with
1: our um, our sort of more Caribbean feel today and chilled. Uh, we're Just gonna, to lower the conflict a little gonna, bit. We're going <laughs> to play out well actually see, the, <laughs> the song actually is quite good in the conflict term so we've got um, uh, Dawn Penn singing no 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 uh-huh. perhaps she she needs to learn to say yes 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: so there we are Dawn, Dawn Penn, Penn really lovely song cool and um, which one was that what's it called sorry no 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 yeah oh brilliant that's what I said she should learn to say yes uh, yes yes uh, and um. she'll
1: overcome her, her conflicts mm, that's it you don't love me but I know now what she should really say is, uh, perhaps you don't really love me, but if we got together and discussed this, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps we could resolve the differences we have over our love.
0: <laughs> All right, listeners, well, I hope you enjoy this uh, this tune. Um, goodbye from me and Paul. Bye. Have a great week. Ta
2: of the people, the coming this your way. way.